First Farm in the Valley, Chapter 10, Train Scare. Jacob stayed only for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Then he had to go back to his job at the lumber camp. Father and Franzicek continued to work at the edge of the fields. Now that the ground was frozen, they could no longer pull out stumps. Instead, they snaked out the logs from the trees they had cut down and loaded them onto the big bobsled. When there were six big logs on the bobsled, father would take it to Mr. Bortle's sawmill and dodge. After the logs were sawed into lumber, father took the planks made from four logs and loaded them back onto the bobsled. The other planks stayed at the sawmill for Mr. Bortle to sell. They were the payment father had to make for getting his logs sawed. I'll get that new barn yet, said father as he piled the planks neatly on top of the low stack of weathered boards that he had started to build up last year. He wanted to build a bigger barn, bigger barn, not out of stone and boards. He wanted to build a bigger barn out of stone and boards, not logs like the one they had now. It was hard work loading the logs onto the sled. Each log was so heavy, even father could not lift one end more than a few inches off the ground. They chained one, long, one log at a time to the whipple tree and then the two teams of horses had to pull steady and hard in order to slide it through the snow, up the slanting wooden skid, and onto the bobsled. Sometimes it took all morning to get the load placed and balanced just right. Anna wanted to see how they took the logs off again and made them into boards, but Father had never said she might go along, and she must not ask. Go and see how soon your father will be coming in for dinner, Mother told Anna late one morning. Hardly had Anna stepped outside when Father drove up with a loaded bobsled. It was half hour before noon. Can we have a quick bite to eat now, he asked, then we'll be on our way. Oh dear, dinner's not ready yet, answered Mother, but I can always put out some bread and butter and milk. While Father and Franzicek went in to eat quickly, Anna eyed the pile of logs on the bobsled. That must feel high and mighty, riding up on top of the logs, she thought. She glanced around to see if anyone was looking. I'll just climb up part way," she said to herself. Grasping one of the side poles that held the logs in place, she swung up and onto the first log. Then she moved on up to the next log. It's not really so high, she thought, and moved up to the top log. Now she could look down on everything. It did feel high and scary. Carefully, she inched her way forward to the front of the log. It was hard to move without snagging her dress or shawl on the rough bark. At last, she was sitting on the front of the logs where Father usually sat to drive the horses. Anna pretended she was guiding the two teams down the road. Come along now, nice and easy does it. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw that Father had wound the reins around one of the lowest logs. It wouldn't hurt if I just held them, she thought. I won't snap them or move them. She was about to reach down and unwind the reins when Father and Franzicek came out the door. What do you think you're doing up there? asked Franzicek crossly. So you'd like to take a ride on the logs, would you? Father's voice was surprised, but not angry. Anna nodded her head. She was afraid to say anything. Well, I don't see what harm could come if you ride along for once, said Father. Franzicek, run in and tell your mother Anna's going with us. Franzicek did not like that at all. He stomped back into the house, and in a minute, both he and mother appeared by the door. Oh, Frank, do you think she should go? asked Mother. Can't see the harm in it, replied Father. But the men, 
they're so rough, and she hasn't had any dinner. I'm not hungry, said Anna quickly, not in the least bit. How could she be hungry when she was so excited? It would be the first time she went near the sawmill when it was working. Maybe she would hear some swearing, not a lot, but enough to know what it sounded like. For a moment, father looked as though he might change his mind, but before he could, mother had turned back to the house. She came out carrying a thick slice of buttered bread. Here, at least take this along to eat, she said. Are you bundled up enough? Anna took off her mitten and reached for the bread. It's not very cold out, she protested. In fact, she was flushed and warm. We won't be long, said father. This load will be off in no time. With a flick of the wrist, he twitched the reins and signaled the horses that it was time to be off. Down to the valley road they slid. Father held the horses back so they would not take the, ho the hill too fast. The late February sun was not as strong as the summer sun, but because there was no wind, it warmed the cold air so that it felt crisp and refreshing instead of stinging and biting. In and around the winding curves they glided. The valley road was so level it seemed no effort for the horses to pull the heavily loaded sled. Aren't you glad we brought her along, father said to Franzicek. Franzicek still seemed to be annoyed that Anna had been allowed to come with them. She'll be a big help when we have to push this load up Mrozek's hill, continued father. Franzicek and Anna stared at him as though he were a stranger saying crazy things. Then they both burst out laughing. You're a fine one, said father as he poked Franzicek in the ribs. Won't even help me to have a little teasing fun. You can't fool me about that, laughed Anna. I know you can never push this big load up such a steep hill. She and Franzicek joked and laughed as they rode along. Now he was in a good mood like father. On the long, level stretch before Mrozek's hill, father urged the horses into a smooth, steady speed. They kept it up for more than halfway up the hill, but then they began to slow down. Father and Franzicek jumped off. You stay up there, father ordered Anna. Hang on tight. The double team of horses strained hard, pulling with all their strength, while father guided them and Franzicek pushed from behind. Anna clung to the top log, now tilted far backward because of the slant of the hill. She was afraid to look anywhere other than straight ahead. Come on, Lord and Lady. Come on, Star and Brownie. You can do it, Anna called out to the horses. And then they were at the top. Well done, shouted father. He let the horses rest for a moment, then kept them at a slow walk for about a mile. The rest of the road to Dodge was easy. Only slight ups and downs appeared in the road, enough to give Anna a tickly feeling inside as the horses sped along. Soon they came to the edge of the town, and once again, father slowed the horses to a walk. They passed the first row of house houses and turned to cross the railroad tracks. Suddenly, right at the edge of the tracks, the bobsled came to an abrupt stop. Father and Franzicek almost lost their balance, and Anna was pitched so far forward her nose scraped on the log on which she was sitting. "'What's the matter there?' asked Father as he peered down and tried to calm the horses at the same time. "'Jump down and have a look, Frank.' Franzicek quickly climbed down from his perch and went to the front of the bobsled's runners. The horses were nervously prancing and stamping, so he could not get too close. "'Looks like one of the runners is stuck on the outside rail,' said Franzicek. He tried to stoop down to reach in to brush the snow away so he could see, but each time he got close, Brownie kicked up her heels. 
Go to the front and hold her bridle, ordered father. I'll see if I can reach down and push the runner free. The same moment that Franzicek started walking toward Brownie's head, a high, piercing whistle echoed through the countryside far down the tracks. The train! shrieked Franzicek. The horses pranced more nervously than before. Quickly, father turned to Anna. Jump off and stand far back. Guiding her by guiding herself by the left side pole, Anna slithered down the pile of logs as fast as she could. As she stepped onto the edge of the sled, her dress caught in a crack on one of the logs. Hurry, shouted father, tear it free. Anna pulled at her skirt and heard it rip as it tore loose. Then she ran backward as far away from the bobsled as she could get. Again, the train whistle sounded, this time much closer. Brownie reared up on her hind legs, bumping against the bobsled. Anna saw it move backward a bit. It's free, cried Franzicek. The runner's free. Father quickly calmed the horses, pulled them sharply to the left, swinging the bobsled up and over the tracks safely to the other side. Just as he did so, the train came into view, chuffing and puffing. It passed the crossing, going slower and slower, until finally it came to a full stop at the station farther down the road. By now, a small crowd of people had gathered on both sides of the tracks. Everything had happened in such a short time, and Anna had been so scared she had not noticed where they came from. She looked fearfully across to the spot where her father stood. You can cross now, he called out to her. Swallowing back a sob, she ran to father and Franzicek, who were talking excitedly to the crowd. I don't know what happened, father said before. That runner's never done that there before. He leaned down to show them that neither of the runners was bent or split. They talked a few more moments, letting the scared feeling gradually work its way out of their insides. Then, without getting up on the logs, father picked up the reins and directed the horses over to the sawmill close by the river. Anna and Franzicek slowly walked behind. Father helped the men unload. They put one of the logs on the platform leading to the tall head saw with its jagged teeth. Anna stood back and watched as the big, noisy head saw bit into the side of the log. See that first slab? It's mostly bark, so they won't put it up to the edging saw, explained Franzicek. But the rest of the slabs were passed up and to the side where the edging saw cut away the two rough edges. Then the slabs became thick planks of lumber, even and straight on all sides. Thick clouds of sawdust spit out in all directions and settled beneath the saws. Every few minutes, a boy stepped up and ranked it away. When the boards were ready, Father and Franzicek carried them to the bobsled. They also filled a few sacks with sawdust and put on top of the boards. That it was time to return home. Anna's heart thumped as they approached the railroad crossing. But this time, the sled's runners passed over as smoothly as butter beans spread on bread. Well, said Father, as they settled down for the ride home, we have to thank our guardian angels. They were watching out for us today, all right. Silently, Anna said a prayer of thanks. She was not sure she was sorry or glad they had such a scare. But if such exciting things were bound to happen, then she was grateful she had a guardian angel to watch over her.